G'day, Irana and our community online. Uh, my name is AJ. I'm part of the team here at Irana Hills Church of Christ. And I want to welcome you to our new series, Red Letter Prayers. It's going to be an incredible journey as we look at the prayers Jesus prayed. Uh, I think it's important when Jesus speaks. I don't just look at His death and resurrection as the sum total of the, the good news story, but the incarnation, the very reality that God became fleshed, moved into the neighbourhood, revealed Himself to us. And really, if you look at Scripture, you can see it as a landscape where we have deep valleys of doubt and mountaintops of clarity. Uh, we have moments in the Old Testament and some in the New where people were trying to figure out who God was. We know Hebrews 1.3 speaks of Jesus as the exact imprint, likeness of who God is. And that is mountaintop moments. When Jesus speaks, the Beatitudes, the prayers that Jesus prayed. If you wanna know how to pray, go to Jesus and ask Him. I wanna invite you on a journey and my definition for prayer for this series is an invitation to intimacy that forms us into our true selves for the benefit of the whole. I don't believe prayer is just about us. I believe prayer is a communal activity. Uh, it's, it's not that we're ever alone because Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the Trinity is with us and they've always had a conversation and we've always been part of it. But when you discover it, you discover that there's so much more to know about who God is revealed in that. It's also a communal activity in which we pray together and when two or more gathered, it's as if God's presence is amplified. I myself find to God more in groups. I, I tend to find Him in other people and God speaks to me often through others. Prayer is important that it's a communal activity, whether we're on our own, in partnership with the Holy Spirit, knowing God is with us. It's not just us talking to a pie in the sky. <laughs> you see, God's not seated in heaven and just waiting for us to approach Him. He's actually closed the distance through His Spirit and is amongst us. It is an invitation to intimacy. And I know that some of the guys and some of the girls might struggle with that word, intimacy. Intimacy to me communicates proximity. It communicates that this God that I'm talking to is not far away and that when I speak, it doesn't have to echo towards Him or uh, it's not sent by dove or uh, long distance communication, but that when I speak to God, it's, it's as if He's here and it's as if He's before the words when I even speak them because God's outside of time and space. God is with us. He's closer than the skin on our body. He's closer than the heart in my chest or the tongue in my mouth. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And as we focus on this first prayer today, it's important that we understand that prayer for us cannot be transactional. You know, where we navigate the things we want into the things we need. You see, sometimes we want things so much that we turn them into needs. And then when we don't get them, we're angry at God for not providing our needs, but not realizing that He knows what's best for us. And sometimes getting the things we ask Him is not a good thing. And God loves us more than to just give us things that will destroy us. So we cannot operate in a space where we form things, which is transactional. We need to move towards a relational space where God forms us. I think the majority of prayer is this journey of going to God and approaching Him and saying, Lord, here I am. Speak to me, form me. Give me the visibility you have. Give me the perspective that you have. 
speak into my life. I think when we pray, we often pray too much. We talk too much. We over explain ourselves. We clarify, over clarify. If we're talking to a God that knows all things and is in all things and sustains all things and sits outside of time and space, maybe God knows what we're gonna say. Maybe He wants to have a conversation with you today. In fact, ask yourself, when was the last time that you had a conversation with God? Not just a, this is my challenge and I'm reminding you conversation, which I've had some in the last week, but a conversation that says, how you doing? <laughs> How's things going? Lord, I'm aware of your presence. You know, I think he desires that type of conversation that's deeply relational as we are formed by him and his opinion of us. I think these conversations are important. Have you had friends that send you text messages and, uh, and just say something to the line of, hey, <laughs> what you doing? What you up to? <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I get text messages like that, I, I often get irritated. Um, no offense to those who've sent them. But we're so in a world of transaction and, and doing and lists and clarity that we don't have time for chit-chat. What if some of our conversation with God could be that very thing? Could be a conversation that lead us to a deeper place. I pray that this is a transition that we make. So we look to this prayer today in Matthew 6 from verse 5 to 13. Jesus speaking, read with me. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And in the cultural context of that day, it was very common. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full already. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Reminds me of my friend Jared McKenna's quote that says, it's important for us to confess in public and do good in private. When we live in a world where we are conditioned to confess in private and do good in public. What is it worth if we pray big public prayers and give utterance to all these things, but in our private life or in the secret place or in the silence, we do not speak to our God? I don't think I want a relationship with a God that's angry. I don't think I want a relationship with a God that's far away. I don't think I want to talk to a God that does not want a relationship with me. Our relationship is everything. It is our relationship that makes it worth it. You see, we don't believe in God just to go to heaven. We don't, it's not our insurance policy. We, we believe in a God that is here and now and alive and speaking to us. It's important what happens in secret because it reveals where we're at. He will reward you, sometimes with humility, sometimes with a lesson, could be a reward, sometimes with a now or a now not yet. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that incredible? This week I went for a swim and I swim with a phone and I listen to books. I've got a little waterproof pouch and water came into it and, and slowly it di started dying as I finished my swim. And 
I opened the pouch and water came out and I realised I've got trouble. Rushed home and I chucked the phone into a bowl and threw rice over it. (laughs) Just to say, I don't know where I heard that myth, but it didn't work. Uh, The phone was gone. And for a couple of hours there, I did not have connection. I couldn't speak to my wife. I couldn't speak to my colleagues. I I had a challenge. And I realised what it felt like to be disconnected. And I realised what the great truth is of our connection to God is we cannot be disconnected from Him. Only but in our minds and in our imagination, God is with us all the time. So how do we pray then if we do not pray like the previous instructions said? This then is how you should pray. Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, the accuser. It's an instruction for us to learn how to pray. And I believe that if you break down this instruction, that it gives you a great perspective and starting point to pray through all the things that you regularly pray through. Brother, how's the sound? Because this thing just fell down. (laughs) I don't know how long it's been loose. Clapping in so I can figure out where the second line is. Okay. So God gives us this great instruction on how to pray. And I believe that we can approach it in this way. When you pray, firstly, declare God's greatness. Secondly, surrender your will. And thirdly, acknowledge your dependence in three things. So when we start, we declare God's greatness. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The name of God is worth so much. The name Jesus transliterated into many of the translations is the word logos, meaning the opinion of God. Jesus is the opinion of God. Revealed in Christ is what God thinks about us. That word was there before time began. You see, it is God's greatness revealed in Christ that gives us this awe and reverence of who God really is. But it's also our perspective of knowing that the God of heaven and earth is with us. It's such an incredible blessing to know that the one who made everything, the cosmos, the the expanse, that He has decided to live in us. It's the bigness, the vastness of God. Often we would use words as omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence this largeness of God. It's good to start there because then we give honour where honour is due. Hallowed be thy name. Secondly, we come to a place of surrender, which I think is essential in any challenge that we might face. The reality is we don't know best and we haven't figured it all out and we're still growing. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not on heaven as it is on earth. You see, we have to take a heavenly perspective and realise the context of that in our situation. It is the very reality that in Ephesians it says that we're seated in heavenly places to have throne room thoughts. 
It is the way we think and perceive that we continuously need to adjust because we are not on earth trying to get to heaven. Jesus has closed the distance. Heaven is now here on earth because we are here on earth. It's very important to surrender your will into the will and the plan of God in His kingdom, in His purpose. Thirdly, we acknowledge our dependence on God. It's not just that He's big and everywhere. It's not just that that we surrender a part of it, but that we actually acknowledge that we can't go without You, Lord. We can't go without You in provision. It says, give us today our daily bread. I think there's a deeper reality to this text as it speaks to us. It's not about tomorrow's bread. It's not about my five-year plan. It's not about the things that I can't even control that I spend the majority of my time on worrying about. It's a focus on now. It's a focus on the provision that God has provided now in this day. And, And often I ask myself, what is in my hands? What am I holding? What can I work with? It's that type of provision that we acknowledge. Thank you, Lord for the roof over my head, the family, the government, the, the, the country I live in. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness in the mundane, in the simple, in the ordinary. I often look at people that are a little bit older in life and you notice that they worry about less things. So they've gone through the years and they've, re- they've been able to recognise that when they were young, they worried over too many things. And now today they focus on what really matters. Maybe age is the gift in that space. The second thing is that we would acknowledge our dependence in terms of pardon and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. We need God. We need His forgiveness. We know that in Christ we've been forgiven. But I think that often our memory fails us. We enter new days and think that God is angry at us. I think we need to remember what He has achieved for us. And in this posture of pardon, we say and we come to God and say, Lord, remind us again of your forgiveness in Christ. Show us, forgive us our debts. And the great truth here that sits again just under the text is, as we have also forgiven our debtors. It calls us into this posture of pardon ourselves where we look around and we say, it's not worth holding on to the things that we hold on to. But letting go in freedom is important. The third thing to acknowledge then is the protection of God. And lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, I don't think God leads us into temptation, but we're asking Him to protect us. We're asking Him to guide us. We're asking Him to surround us with His presence so that we would know, we'd have the security to know that God is with us. We acknowledge your dependence, Lord, in provision, pardon and protection. So when we pray, we declare God's greatness over every situation. We surrender our will. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come, Lord. We acknowledge our dependence for provision, pardon and protection. I think this is a great formula as we navigate the things that are ahead of us. This then is how you should pray. Join me as we repeat this. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from the evil one.
Let's continue the prayer. Father, thank you that we are together as one. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and have a conversation. We don't have to bring formulas or ideas or plans to you, Lord, because you know them. We can bring requests because we want a conversation. Lord, we desire a relational connection with you that is so much deeper than our need, that is so much deeper than our perceived need. Father, show us in the moments when we speak to you as if you're far away. Remind us of your closeness. Holy Spirit, comfort us in times of trouble. Bring us great peace, Lord. We need your indwelling presence to continuously remind us of our forgiveness as a river washes over a stone. It washes it every day. The continuous flow of your grace over our life is so necessary. And Father, we thank you for your provision over everything we need. We love you, Lord. We wanna talk to you, Lord, more than, than, than just a little moment. We wanna have continuous conversation with you, practicing your presence. I pray for our people in this season. And I pray that over this series, they would continue to talk to you and that they would increase, not just by the day, but by the hour. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. The team will lead us in worship. Uh, enjoy the moment. Yeah, that's fine. Sub 20, sub 19. Good job. I think it was sub.